Welcome back to Inside of Julius's Mind. <laughs> we took a uh, we took a break. My last episode was November fifteenth of twenty twenty. Um, I became a dad, so this episode is going to be titled Fatherhood. Sit back. Relax. Inside Julius's mind. So I guess I can kind of start from the beginning and kind of work my way back up. Um, for people that listen to this regularly, I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but I'm getting back into the, the groove of making podcasts. I'm not going to promise every week, but I'm definitely going to try to make it to where it's every other week. Uh, and we're going to be doing the basics, how the podcast started. Um, everyday life, culture, movies, video games, sports, everything. Um, I've been called out by a lot of people that, you know, were waiting for more episodes. Uh, I'm going to bring back the interviews. I'm going to bring back the the questions and answers from a lot of people that I know. Um, so restaurant owners. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's get into it. Like most of you are, if you know me, or if you've been a part of my life, you know that last August, um, August of 2020, I found out the same day, actually, that I lost my father, that I was going to become a father in my own right. Uh, We didn't know, you know, we didn't know the gender. We didn't know all the things that we would know now. Uh, I think it was really all about the learning process. But I had to... um, Put on my big boy shoes or big boy pants. So from then, uh, we started to get things in order in terms of purchasing our own home. Um, so I'm actually recording this episode in my office. 
you know, slight flicks. But let's talk about fatherhood. My son was born April 10th, uh, 2021. It was born a day after my dad's birthday, April 9th. And um, it gives me a type of solace to know that my son has probably one of the best guardian angels looking out for him. Um, I'll talk about the the um, the birth itself, and then kind of you know what's been going on. Um, so my wife was she had her the checkup that women have as you get closer to the due date. The actual due date for my son was her, my wife's birthday, April 17th. Uh, but she had to be admitted early because uh, high blood pressure. And they didn't want anything to happen to the baby or my wife. And um, she, she, she'll never own up to this, but I told her the day of the appointment. I was like, they're going to keep us there. I want to say that was a Wednesday or a Thursday, and my son was born on a Saturday, early Saturday morning. Yeah, so we spent two days in the hospital with them trying to induce her the natural way, because with every first pregnancy, they, they want to make sure that everything happens naturally, uh, well, at least to the best of the ability of it happening naturally. Uh, and they tried everything. They, um, they gave like all these pills and um, all these types of medicine to make sure that she would dilate to give a natural birth and it just was not happening. Um, so I'm going to fast forward from the day we got admitted up until, you know, she started getting closer to the uh, birth. Um... I can tell that labor itself is probably the, the scariest thing from the outside looking in as a man. Uh, it really all started with the epidural. And then from the epidural, it basically went downhill from there. So the pain was so unbearable. That my wife asked for the epidural. They came in. They did the epidural. Um, after doing said epidural, it worked. You know, she was feeling not as much pain, but it was. I guess it was still kind of painful uh, because they were trying to force her to dilate. Uh, I think the most that they got her to dilate was like four centimeters. Um, and I'm just sitting there on this little one-seater couch that kind of turns into a pull-out. Trying to stay comfortable, stay sane. I left my uh, AirPods at the house, so I really didn't have anything to listen to or, uh, or watch when um, there was downtime. Um, so from that instance, we get to... 
the uh, the doctor coming in and calling it and being like, hey, you know, sweet girl, that was, that's what the lady kept calling her. You're just not opening up, so um, you, you, you got two options. And the lady, my wife was like, let's do the C-section. Um, so what they do is they get her ready, they take her off, and I'm in the room. I have to put on like the uh, the Grey's Anatomy outfit where they cover my head and they got all these things on me, cover my shoes, so on and so forth. Uh, and now we're going into surgery. I walk into the room and literally she's on the table like she's being crucified like Jesus. She's so doped up. She doesn't really, in my opinion, I don't think she really knew what was going on. Um, she could feel people like pushing down on her, but I think it was really the vibrations from her lower body hitting her arms, so on and so forth. Um, it was crazy. That in itself was crazy that she couldn't feel anything. Um, and the only thing I could smell, all that I really remember is the smell of like burning flesh. Um, making sure that I was in the right frame of mind. The nurse told me like, hey, when we get in there, make sure you have your phone ready so you can take pictures. Uh, so you know exactly, you know, you don't freeze up, right? So after about 10, 15 minutes, eh, it probably wasn't even that long. It probably was like five minutes of her being in the room. Um, they get to him and the doctor's like, wow, he has a lot of air. And then two seconds later, you hear, I think probably the most relaxing sound as a parent to know uh, that your baby is okay. And they come out crying. Um, now, before the C-section, they were telling my wife that my ba the baby was going to be a 12-pounder, you know, 10, 12 pounds. And how, you know. A natural birth might not be an option and all this other crazy stuff. He weighs 7 pounds, 12 ounces. Or 7 pounds, 14 ounces. He was small. I weighed, when I was born, I was 7 pounds, 11 ounces. So he weighed basically a couple more ounces than I was. Uh, so, you know. The crazy thing is, is like when you... After the birthing process, they take you to the another, another room to where all these parents or all these new parents are all in these rooms and these nurses are checking up on you, so on and so forth. Um, but my wife started having complications uh, with her blood pressure well after the, um, the C-section and she was complaining of intense headaches and spine pain and it was it just wasn't looking good now granted um or not granted really it was it was scary i had never changed a diaper before i had never uh fed a baby properly so I changing a diaper or uh not knowing how to feed a baby properly what really helped was that the nurses were so helpful. 
I had never swaddled a baby. I had never done any of those things. So it was really just a uh, a crash course in this is this is what you do. This person uh, didn't ask to be here, but you do as best as you can for him or her um, until they can start doing small things on their own. Uh, to be honest, man, I, I want to say this is probably the the most rewarding thing in my life. Um, watching somebody that rain, sleet, hell, snow is going to smile at you no matter what type of day that you're having or um, what type of drama may, go, may be going on in your life. Watching your kids smile at you is the craziest thing. Um, so, back to my wife and her her whole fiasco of birth. Uh, spinal headaches. Um, it was all bad. So, what the anesthesiologist had to come in and do is perform a blood patch. A blood patch is basically when they take um, blood from somewhere else to put it in your spine to fix a problem that they really created. Uh, once they did that, you know, my wife was better. Obviously, she wanted to be home, uh, but they wanted to keep her for a couple of days until her blood pressure got kind of regulated. Um, and that was probably another scary part about it is that it, it did take a while for the blood pressure to become regulated. So then we move on from that. Um, we have to let people know that we're okay. You know, that everything was fine, so on and so forth. Um, one thing that I can attest to for new parents is is never going to happen the way um, you think it is. Um, it's never going to be the plan that you set up and then follow it through just like that. It's never going to be like that. You're going to have to be Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. You have to ad-lib a lot of stuff because I'll tell you this, I don't think we were probably the most prepared for the the uh, the situation itself. Um, I think you know, we weren't we weren't ready um, for all the things that we were going to have to go through. Um, but we don't regret it, you know. We have a beautiful baby boy um, that loves us. He loves his mom a little bit more than me. Um, I understand that. I can't give him food other than a bottle. He can get it right from the source there. So I get it. Um, but in my experience of fatherhood, I have a, a three going on four month old who... Every day is learning something new about himself, uh, about his surroundings, and it's beautiful to watch. 
it's like um, every day is a new day to where oh these are what this is what my hands do or oh this is what my feet do you know um, it's rewarding it, it kind of makes you think of how far you came um, you know uh, me how can I say it so um Yeah, so it's, it's really it's really crazy to watch. It's crazy to see someone who couldn't do it can't can't do anything for themselves. Um, can't change their own diaper. Can't pee. Can't walk. Can't crawl. Uh, starting to roll over. It's um, it's insane. Um, but I think me and my wife make a good team in terms of us having the best plan for him. Uh, the biggest thing was that we want him to know that he's loved. And I think most parents want that. They want to make sure that their kids are happy no matter the circumstances. Um, I think my biggest shortcoming is I can't do the baby talk. I can't do the a guy guy. I can't do that. It's just it's weird for me. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out my whole lane in the the baby aspect of it. I think I'm more of a uh, a toddler, uh, young kid parent. Uh, but I love my son regardless because I think me and him have kind of come into an understanding that. Just how you're learning new things, dad is learning new things too. Uh, dad is trying to figure out what his place is in your life. What are you going to need from me? And that's only at him being three, three and a half months. Um, it's crazy to kind of think about that. At least for the next 18 or however long God decides to let me live that I have somebody that's gonna look to me for the same guidance that I look to my dad for uh, that's gonna look to me for that same type of encouragement uh, that same type of support um, what I've learned is that sons want their dads to know that or they want what they want the most from their dads is for their dads to know or for them their dads to show that they care um, not only that they care but that, that they're proud of them you know uh, I think the biggest thing for me in terms of my dad was he did let me know that he was proud of me and even if that was on a small scale you know I don't 
let a day go by to where I just don't think about how important that was for me. Uh, because if if things play out the same exact way and I don't get that, I don't think I'm in the uh, the headspace to talk about it the way I have been. Um, and the openness of it. Um, because like I said, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. I don't know what it is about women, but it's like as soon as my wife gave birth, she she knew exactly what to do, exactly when to do it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out all the different cries that he has. I'm still trying to figure out if it's he's hungry or if it's a dirty diaper. Is he sleepy or um, something's uncomfortable? So I'm still trying to figure out that whole, like, that headspace. Um, and I, I think we, we have a really good support system. And I think the most important part is that after, you know, my wife gave birth and we were sent home, I was able to be home for the, the, the next three months to kind of help with the, the going-ons of being a new parent so my wife didn't feel like she was at it alone and we also had you know my mother-in-law um my mom would come by and help when she could so it was really special you know figuring out this this um this new endeavor figuring out how to get from a to b how how we're going to navigate going to the family gatherings how we're going to navigate going anywhere uh, because COVID is still a thing. It's still out there. You know what I mean? So it didn't just go away because we had a kid. Uh, it didn't just go away, you know, because we, we got sent home from the hospital. So we were still trying to figure out how to be safe, how to, uh, I hate saying this, make everybody happy with being able to see the baby. Um, I think we've done a, a really good job at that. I think there are probably things that we could do better, but it's a learning process. You know, we're not experts. You know, we're not um, the, um, what's the guy's name? Dr. Phil of parenting, you know. Uh, we're just still trying to figure it out like everybody else. I, uh, I think what I want to do is I want to... For my next podcast, I want to incorporate a, a fatherhood podcast. This is uh, maybe with like Booby or somebody like that, or uh, some of my friends that have kids, so they can kind of we can kind of come on here and share um, the funny things. I will say this: that you haven't. I used to be very squeamish uh, when it came to like blood and. Uh, poop and um, anything like that I uh, I kind of got over it there's not a day that, that goes by that my son doesn't throw up pee or poop on me now am I the fastest at changing a poopy diaper I am not it's still gross but I'll do it because it's my son you know um, having help makes the world a world of a difference. 
because I had to go back to work, you know. My wife decided that she wanted to go back to work. Having my mother-in-law not working and being able to help with, the, you know, with him so we don't have to spend money on daycare has been amazing. I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, yeah. I wish I could share more, but since he's not talking, I can't really tell him to uh, to come on, you know, and talk and kind of tell us what these uh, these first three and a half months have been like living. Um, I bet she probably would say that, hey, you know, these people, they feed me. I, I've only known them for three months. They change me when I pee. You know, I think this is a... Uh, you know, a pretty good deal for me, you know. Um, the craziest thing is we've been trying to uh, navigate the the bedtime. There are times where he, he'll sleep and it'll be hours. And then there's other times where he'll wake up and just be up. But I will say this about, you know, fatherhood I I'm excited to see what the what life has planned for me in terms of what's going to be my next step or what's the next hurdle that I'm going to have to get over it's exciting 